The Lord Jesus had 12 original disciples, but those men were just the first of many more followers of Christ. They are an example for us to learn from and a reminder that God works in ordinary people. Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? Let's study the 12 with Scott Pauley today and find truth that will help us all to follow more closely to Christ. If you want to go further for the Lord, then you have to go higher with the Lord. And if you want to go higher with the Lord, then you have to go lower with the Lord. This is just God's way. He brings us low. He brings us to a moment of desperation to lift us up into his presence. And then out of the presence of God, he sends us forth with a message for others. That's really the picture we're getting over and over and over again from the 12 and specifically from the inner circle disciples, Peter, James, and John. We're in Mark chapter 14. We're in the Garden of Gethsemane. We are in Christ's prayer closet. We are in the Lord's classroom today, learning more about his instruction in the matter of prayer. Of all the things the disciples could have asked the Lord to teach them to do, the one thing they asked him was, Lord, teach us to pray, and teach them he did. How did he teach them? By his own prayer. So in Mark 14, he brings them to the Garden of Gethsemane. In verse 33, he taketh with him Peter and James and John. And then in the inner sanctum of that garden, he begins to pray. We've learned something already about the necessity of prayer and the place of prayer and the humility of real prayer. Uh, But let me give you some other thoughts today that they learned that we must learn. Notice the intimacy of his prayer. In verse 36, he said, Abba, Father. Do you hear that word, Abba? That's Aramaic. It literally was the most intimate word for prayer. It literally meant Papa. It was the son's word. It was a word of of love and endearment. And I, I love this thought. Every time I read this and I see Abba Father, it's the same word essentially in two languages. Aren't you glad God knows every language? Uh, the idea of repetition here is the idea of earnest prayer. And the fact that this is, not, uh, this is not just some passing prayer. No, this is fervent prayer. And when he uses this word Abba, it's a word of affection, a word of relationship. It's a word of access, a word of real authority, and yes, a word of acceptance. Nobody says daddy like my children say daddy. And when they say it, I know no matter how many children are around, they're talking to me. Why? Because I belong to them. They belong to me. And may I tell you a wonderful truth? In Galatians chapter 4 and Romans chapter 8, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit of God in us cries out, Abba, Father. This ought to do your heart some good today, my friend. The same word that the perfect son used in addressing his father is the same word we are now allowed to use in addressing our heavenly father. Oh, praise God. The father of Jesus has become my father. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is the Father of every child of God. This is the intimacy of prayer. And then notice the faith of his prayer. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. All things means all things. In fact, in the previous verse, 
It says he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. But then immediately in the next verse, he cries out, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. What's he doing? He's acknowledging that though on the, on the human side, a man may wonder, can this pass away? Is this avoidable? Uh, that on the divine side, on the divine frequency, he, he professes again in utter faith and dependence that the Father can do whatever he chooses to do, and the Father always does right. My pastor used to say that prayer itself is no substitute for faith. He meant by that that simply going through the motions of, of saying a prayer is no substitute for believing God. Whatever we ask, the Bible says we are to ask in faith. And Jesus promised in Matthew 19, verse 26, that all things that we ask in faith of the Father will have them. And so what are we learning as disciples of our Lord? We're learning not just to pray, we're learning to pray believingly. And then notice the great surrender of prayer. In verse 36, he says, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me, nevertheless. That, my friends, is a powerful word of faith and a powerful word of surrender, nevertheless. Not what I will, but what thou wilt. See, the greatest battle is always the battle of the will, and the greatest enemy is our own flesh, and the greatest victory is found in surrender alone. There are at least 12 recorded prayers of Christ in the gospel records, but I would say to you, this is a prayer we all must pray. This is a prayer we all must make our own. Father, not what I will, but what thou wilt. Not my will, but thine be done. Have you prayed that? A true follower of Christ must pray this. You see, Peter, James, and John, they were supposed to be learning from this example the way of surrender, the way of death to self, the way of complete obedience to the will of the Father. And then notice the watchfulness of prayer. In verse 37, he cometh and findeth them sleeping and saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldest not thou watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Watch. He says it in verse 34. He says it in verse 37. He says it in verse 38. Watch. And he couples it with prayer. Do you see the two commands here? Watch and pray. Watch and pray. You see, you have two natures. You have flesh and spirit. So there's a word for the flesh. There's a word for the spirit. The word for the flesh is watch. Be on guard. Uh, be vigilant. Be careful because the flesh is always weak. The flesh never gets better. I don't care how long you've been saved. Your flesh isn't getting any better. No, we must watch. And the word for the spirit is what? Pray. So we starve the flesh. We feed the spirit. We, we die to self. We live unto God. We learn the watchfulness of prayer. I would simply point out to you that in the previous chapter, in Mark chapter 13, Jesus had actually already taught them a lesson about watching and praying. This is the lesson we learn over and over and over. And then notice the persistence of prayer. In verse 39, it says, Again he went away and prayed and spake the same words. And do you see, three times he prays it. It reminds me of Paul praying three times. And then God saying, My grace is sufficient for you. It, it reminds me of Jesus saying, Ask and then seek and then knock. In other words, pray and keep on praying. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, praying always with all prayer and supplication. 
I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but there's somebody listening. You're about to give up on it. No, no. This is the time to press through in prayer, the persistence of prayer. And then listen to the partnership of prayer. In verse 40, when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. Neither wist they what to answer him. What was he wanting? He was wanting them to join in the prayer with him, to agree in prayer with him. Oh, this is, this is truly wonderful. It's good to have prayer partners. I'm talking about with your spouse or with friends. But in Jesus, you have the greatest prayer partner. He's praying for you right now at the throne of God, and he wants you to enter into that prayer meeting with him. And then let me give you one more today. How about the fruit of prayer? Immediately after this final season of prayer, he says, Rise up, let us go. Lo, he that betrayeth me is at hand. I tell you, the only way Jesus could stand is first he had knelt. If you learn to pray, he'll give you the ability to love, to forgive, the ability to obey, the ability to face with boldness whatever enemy comes against you. All of that is the fruit of prayer, and it must be learned by praying. Oh, may the Lord help every one of us today to become inner circle disciples. Lord, teach us to pray. Thank you for joining us today as we looked into God's Word. It is our prayer that you will follow Christ and lead others to Him. Our world is desperate for truth and hope. Scott Pauley has written a new booklet on the need of our nation that addresses what believers can and should be doing at this time. Order your copy now at enjoyingthejourney.org. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to studying with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.